Hello, brothers, and happy new year to you all. Welcome back to KKSI Presents. I'm your host, Bonko, National Vice President for Student Affairs, and I am so very incredibly grateful for this opportunity to be part of this production. But of course, I wouldn't be able to do this all on my own. I have some amazing help from our National Communications team, our Student Advisor Committee, and a special shout out to our editor, Ryan Smith, for all of his hard work and dedication to KKSI Presents. So for those of you who are returning listeners, welcome back and thank you so much for your support. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to our show. This podcast is brought to you by Kappa Kappa Psi, National Honorary Band Fraternity. And the purpose of the series is to provide some insight, some helpful tips, suggestions, and to simply showcase the voices of the brotherhood of the brotherhood in an entertaining and educational fashion. So today we have another very special guest joining us on this episode. We are joined by the new Midwestern District member at large, Spencer. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Not bad at all. It's again, it's been a day, but I'm I'm excited to end the day with with this interview. Um, awesome. So Spencer, again, thank you so much for for taking the time to be on um, this episode with us. Uh, very very excited to hear more about your experience. But you know, let's start off simple. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and who you are? Yeah. So my name is Spencer. Um, I'm from the Alpha Yoda chapter at the University of Colorado Boulder. Um, I am a senior and I'm studying chemistry and sociology. Um, alongside my studies, I play the tenor saxophone in the Golden Buffalo Marching Band and the Buff Basketball Band. Um, and then this semester, uh, I just started to play baritone sax and tenor saxophone in our concert ensembles as well. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> awesome. That you were definitely uh, more musically talented than I am and, oh. and that's okay <laughs> and that's then that's fine um go buffs right am I saying go, go buffs, buffs. Yeah. Go buffs. <laughs> great I love your mascot your school colors remind me of another school that um supposedly are uh, my school's um rival so but you know oh, black no. and gold <laughs> <laughs> no worries I'm just teasing all right so Spencer you were recently uh, named the Midwestern District member at large. How has that been so far? It's been really fun. It's it's definitely been a lot of work trying to get settled in and making sure that everything is ready to go for the spring semester. Um, mm-hmm. But thankfully, I've had a lot of really amazing people behind my back. Um, Kat Castillo, which was the past Midwest District member at large, has been phenomenal at helping me out. Um, and then also the Midwest District has been going through uh, we also just had a vacancy in our vice president position, um, mm-hmm. so it's been a little bit of a a little bit of a kerfuffle trying to get around. But Malik Glaster and Jacob Copland, who are the current Midwest District Council members, have been mm-hmm. phenomenal in making sure that I get in the right track. Um, but yeah, it's it's mainly just a lot of trying to make sure that I understand everything and I can make the most of what time I do have. <laughs> of course, no, I love that, and you know, you are joining a great team of students and governors. So I am super excited for you to, to really, you know, kind of make your, make your mark on the district and within the council. So super excited for you. Now, I, I know you were um, bragging a bit there about your uh, musical talents. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you got started with music? Yeah. So Um, So my dad was a trombonist and he was a huge jazz fan and a funk 
um, person, really. So growing up, I always kind of listened to like Tower of Power and Earth, Wind and Fire in Chicago. Nice, nice. And he was definitely, he was gearing me more towards trumpet and my brother towards saxophone, which later down the line, my brother learned trumpet and I learned saxophone. <laughs> um, but at first I wasn't really interested in band, actually. My, my primary instrument in middle school all the way up until college uh, was violin, actually. Uh, so I started off in orchestra. Um, and it wasn't until my band director in high school was really um, trying to push me a little bit further. And I decided to dabble into band with bassoon. Um, mm. And bassoon sounds great in practice, but <laughs> it, it definitely didn't turn out as I expected. Um, but I, I definitely gave it a try and I fell in love with woodwinds specifically. Um, yeah. so coming into college, I wanted to participate in marching band, mm -hmm. uh, but obviously it's not like I was going to be able to march bassoon. Um, so a bunch of my friends at the time were also saxophonists. Mm -hmm. Um, so my band director at the time was phenomenal and helped me, especially in learning tenor saxophone. Um, so I decided over that summer between my senior year of high school and freshman year of college, Mm -hmm. um, I picked up tenor saxophone and hopped right into marching band and fell in love with it. That's incredible. That is so cool. I just want to say like, you know, to, to anybody who else who plays, um, who plays string instruments out there, like love you all. Uh, I also, not to brag, but I, you know, also played strings in fourth grade and was pretty, pretty okay with it until, you know, I got to fifth grade. And I was like, mom, I will not be a stereotype. You cannot make me play a string <laughs> instrument. Uh, so that's, uh, no, that's super cool. And I mean, it's just, it just amazes me uh, how like you and so many of our, of our students, of our brothers are so musically talented and then like all the things that you, you can do. And I'm just like, wow, like, I should have done more, I guess. So um, just wanted to, you know, just give you a moment of appreciation and, and, and just like, this is to see, you know, how awesome it is that people do really, you know, dive into their own musical experience um, and really expand on that to help them kind of create their journey uh, throughout college. Because I mean, like, I, I think we can all attest to this, like without music, without band, like, I mean, college would be very, very different for all of us. So very cool. So now let's shift over to KK Psy. How did you get involved in such a crazy organization? Yeah, so um, I initially heard of KK Psy from my AP Calc teacher in my senior year of high school, um, but didn't even really know about it then. Uh, but her husband was a, an alum of the USF chapter at University of Southern Florida. Um, and she always joked about how he was a part of a fraternity that just stacked chairs and hung up stands <laughs> and that sort of stuff. So nice. and I, I completely I didn't think anything of it. But it wasn't until my um, my freshman year in band camp, um, I started to see Kappa Kappa Psi pretty much everywhere. Um, and Kappa especially was really involved in band camp at, um, at our school. So they were mainly involved with handling shoe order forms and making sure that new members um, all were available to get shoes for marching. Um, they were also completely involved with uniform checkouts and then also hosted our new member night, um, which was kind of like a night for all of the new freshmen and any transfers to kind of hang mm -hmm. out and meet everybody. And I still remember calling my mom at the end of band camp and telling her, hey, you know, I, I found Kappa Kappa Psi. This sounds really, really interesting. 
Um, I think I really want to try joining. And she started crying because she definitely thought I was like trying to join some fraternity and like I was going to sell my soul away or something. Um, But it wasn't until I I started to get a little bit more information later on. Um, My section leader at the time, Christina Liu, was also the chapter president at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't until one night after rehearsal um, I just decided to pick her brain a little bit about it. So I was like, hey, you know, what is Cap Cap Psy? Like, what all do you do? What does it take to get in? And mm-hmm. she just exploded. She was so happy. Um, <laughs> she was hoping that I was going to ask that question all year. Um, and she totally inspired me the entire way through my entire membership candidacy. Um, so I decided to submit an application at the end of my freshman semester, which was fall 2016 which seems so long ago now um and i began or began my membership candidacy in that spring um it was fully initiated by the end of spring 2017 that's so cool i just i mean we hear i you know we hear all the time about each brother's start and and starting their process on their journey and i don't know I i just think it's amazing that like again like we we you know we all are in different areas of the country, you know, different universities, different band programs, different traditions, and and the fact that we all kind of start this process and like we can kind of connect to one another through the similarities of you know our ritual and our membership education process. And I mean it's just something that really binds us together that like we don't even realize that we have this connection until you know like until it's really too late. Like I I, I knew that other members were going through it. But until like you, I don't know, like it, maybe it's, it's something that's like, aha, like I had an aha moment. I was like, how, like, holy cow, like I am connected via values, ritual, and all these different things musically at this like deeper level with the, these individuals that no one else would understand. And that's probably why people think we're kind of crazy, um, but that's okay. <laughs> so very cool. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing about that. Um, and I, I just have to say, my mother was also very confused when I told her I was running a fraternity. Um, and, um, I had to explain to my mother, like what they do. And, you know, of course I was like, let me Google it for you. Um, you know, my, my mom's, my mom's English is okay, but not great. So like I I Googled for her and uh, yeah, it just wasn't a great idea. So don't Google fraternity. (laughs) If you're trying to explain to your parents what a fraternity is like, just don't do it. Okay. (laughs) So awesome. So Spencer, I also believe you are serving on the chapter level too, right? I am. Yeah. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about that and your experience and, you know, how you are, you know, how you're balancing serving on a chapter and district level. So um, my first exec position was right after I was initiated, I um, was elected to the chapter secretary position. um, And that was more or less just recording minutes. Um, our chapter likes to do mini minutes, which are these little email mail outs that go out that have a bunch of mm-hmm. little brief summaries with memes and all that fun stuff to make sure that people can, <laughs> you know, read the minutes and actually understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then soon thereafter, I've been the chapter president of the Alpha Yoda chapter for the last two years now. Okay. Um, so as chapter president, um, I'm the one who pretty much fills out paperwork. Um, I help run the exec committee. Um, I also serve as the delegate for conventions. So I served mm-hmm. as a delegate at the 2018 and 2019 Midwest Sister Conventions, and okay. then also at the 2019 National Convention. Um, nice. Okay. 
in terms of balance, it's it's definitely difficult um, on top of a very busy schedule since mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of, you know, trying to finish my senior year. I'm in the middle of trying to write a thesis and I'm trying to balance band on top of Kappa. But I think honestly, Google Calendar is your savior <laughs> and making sure that you are not only implementing everything into your Google Calendar, but also implementing your own personal time. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely make sure that when I can go home, I can disconnect from everything. I can make sure that home is essentially my little sanctuary away from everything. Um, but really, it's it's all about very precise time management in mm-hmm. terms of making sure that everything goes as planned. Spencer, I don't know if you know this, but you are just hitting on a topic that I am so incredibly passionate about. Like I am just holding back right now because, <laughs> because as a human, as, as a human that was raised busy is good. Busy means like, you know, like you're doing something. I have been, I've been learning over the past so years that like you can't mistake um, movement for, for momentum. You can't, but you can't, um, you know, you can't just say like, oh, just because I'm doing things, I'm achieving things. So like to actually take the time to unplug, to kind of fill your cup back so that you can show up as your best self the next day. Like, ooh, you're about to, ooh, okay. We, we are, we, so all I'm saying is anybody who's listening right now, if you want to have a conversation about some important life skills, even though it may sound like, oh my God, people talk about this all the time. No, like we're going to have an we're just going to have an open conversation about this. So sometime hit myself and Spencer up and, you know, we'll, we'll have, we'll have a candid talk about this. So anyways, <laughs> not to derail. Um, no, very cool. I, 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 again, I, I just think it's incredible because, you know, on top of all that our students are doing, we have your academic life. We, you have your family life, your, your, your personal life. You have, you know, um, and, uh, you know, you have all these things that, that students are doing on top of other extracurriculars um, and, you know, potentially professional goals that you're, you're trying to do um, and achieve. And then to add on top of that, KK Psy and to take it a step further leading. And I will say though, even though it sounds a lot, I think when I, when I look back on it and when I'm like, when I'm paying attention to, you know, what you guys are doing as students it's incredibly powerful because when you really look at it in the professional world, you'll notice that there's really not a lot of opportunities to learn how to be a leader. And there's not a lot of places that it's okay to fail. And even though, you know, you might upset somebody here and there in in your chapter on the district level, whatever, it's going to happen. Like you have the opportunity to step up and be, you know what, I'm going to take myself, I'm going to take myself outside of my comfort zone. I'm going to take a, a leap of faith and I'm going to do what I can to make a difference. And then if you fail, that's okay. You have a council, you have governors, you have a national council, you have all your brothers to support you. And I, I just thought this doesn't happen in many different areas of life. So I commend you and all others who are serving on the national or on the district level, on the chapter level, and I guess on the national level too. Um, you know, just like incredible, incredible stuff. So thank you for, for sharing that and, you know, continue doing great work. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so as a leader on the chapter and district level, if you had to pick one goal for yourself, not, you know, not your district, not your chapter for yourself, what, what is that goal? My main goal is to make sure that everybody else's lives are easier. 
Um, because ultimately leadership isn't some one man show. It's not, it's not one person taking the credit for everything. It's, it's more or less that leadership has to be this conglomerate, this sort of idea that everything has to be put together so that the entire picture can be clearly seen so that everybody knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, so really at a district level, like with the member at large position, I really want to be focusing on ways that they can connect resources within the district. Um, mm -hmm. geographically, the Midwest district is huge and a lot of the chapters are very oddly spaced out throughout the Midwest district. So mm -hmm. really the, the end goal of the MAL is to make sure that chapters can connect and get those resources, um, at a district level and make sure mm -hmm. that people can see the progress of other chapters and, and mm -hmm. praise the work, the work of other chapters. Um, so that that way they can take what other chapters do and bring it back to their own chapters and start to mm -hmm. build and develop their own, their own work. Mm -hmm. um, while more on a chapter level, it's, it's a lot of looking at behind the scenes and working with the exec team so that the exec team can serve the entire chapter. Um, so really focusing on where are some sort of gaps in terms of leadership? Um, how do I know what everybody's goals are? Um, as an exec team, how do I know what everybody's goals are within a chapter level as well? Um, and then also simultaneously assessing the progress of the chapter to make sure that it's it's still going as planned and still making everybody's lives easier. Okay, well, I love that. So if 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 I'm gonna and I'm I'm gonna press you on this. So like let's like let's throw everybody else out. Like if like we're just thinking selfishly, like we're just thinking Spencer. Like what what are you hoping to get out of this experience serving on the chapter district level? <laughs> I so think like I go ahead. Oh, go for it. So um, you know, like the, the reason I asked this because I again, like you know, kind of like you know what we were talking about earlier, thinking about as leaders, you know, we can't forget that we are human, that we have goals that we should aspire, that we should we should um, put into the forefront of our minds. Like we should put a plan to achieving our goals and, and again, really fulfilling, um, finding ways to, to make leadership fulfilling and to fill our cups first. And I have seen so many good people who continue to put others first, continue to be selfless. And it's, it's so inspiring. It's so amazing, but they get burnt out so quick. And I think burnout is something that I'm seeing very just commonly as, as I'm subtly creeping on, you know, all, all that her students are doing on social media. Um, you know, like I, I, I sit here and I think that, you know, what are some things that I can bring up and talk to our students about that affect our students on a day-to-day -day basis? And it's like, well, I, you know, like I'm noticing burnout and this is, you know, these are comments from direct conversations with our students, uh, you know, who hold, positions and who don't and you know those from the district officers as well it's like burnout is such a big thing so you know I, I i ask you this question so that hopefully our listeners can ask themselves this question like the things that you're doing obviously you want to make you want to make a uh, positive change you want to make a difference but like what are your personal goals so that you can continue to focus on how to make this experience this journey fulfilling for you definitely um i think first and foremost uh the development of leadership skills in general is something that I am always aspiring for in any sort of 
um, any sort of position, just because regardless of the position, um, there are so many different layers and so many different lessons that you can learn um, of any sort of point of view uh, at a district or a chapter level. Um, and it's not like all of these sort of leadership skills are just applied to exclusively a um, at a chapter or a district level. These are things that we're going to be taking into the workplace. These are things that we're going to be applying to our real life, things that we're going to be applying to band. Um, and I think that's ultimately what's really important about Cap Capasai and looking at it from a leadership perspective is that mm -hmm. these skills are not necessarily going to exist in this microcosm of, mm -hmm. of the chapter. It's, it's something that's supposed to develop us into a wholesome person and develop us further more down the road. Mm -hmm. No, and I, I think you're completely right. This, you know, it's again, like I, I, I will stand by this every single day if, if, if I needed to, it's just like in the professional, in my short time in the professional world as a, an, an, an adult, I guess I can call myself. Um, there's just, there's just not a lot of opportunities to, there's just not a lot of opportunities for leadership development. Like you're just sort of either thrown into it or you're given a list of like, here are things you need to achieve, boom, done. And it's not this process that helps you develop in a, in a holistic way or in a way that is deep. It's very, I would say superficial. And you put on the act of, I'm a leader. You put on this facade, you put on this mask. And so many people get into the, the, uh, the run of, well, leadership means being efficient, being effective. I mean, yeah, those are the, you know, that can be a very important part of being a leader, but at a deeper level, like, what does it mean to be a leader? Like, do you have to have a title? So then I feel like most people tend to fall toward those managerial uh, tasks. And, you know, that's why you know, there's so many conversations about what's the difference between a leader and a manager. What's the difference between um, somebody who, you know, fully respects those they, they work around and create great culture and those who, who sort of take away the energy because of their, their lack of, of leadership ability. So I, I think you're completely right. Like the, the chance to work with others to promote something that you're very passionate about, something that um, has given our lives so much meaning. Uh, and again, you know, I, I, I keep going back to the space to fail be like, you know, that wasn't so good. And I can, I mean, I will, I will raise my hand right now for everybody here. Like I have failed so much, so often have upset so many different people and I'm working through those things and people that you see on the national level, people that you see before you on the district level, like everyone has failed, you know, people have made mistakes and it's really how, how you continue to, to push through that, to be like, all right, that sucked. I wasn't my best. How can I show up as my best? And again, we're you know going back to lots of things we already talked about. So I think that's very, very insightful of you, Spencer. So thank you so, for, for sharing that. Now, if, if we were looking at, you know, considering everything we've talked about so far, if you were to share one piece of advice with freshman Spencer, what piece of advice would you share with them? I would say relax and take everything one step at a time. Relax um, and band. I, <laughs> I I came into to college with a lot of very high expectations, um, and especially academically, I was very I was very cutthroat, and I was very, you know, I was very on top of everything, and I wanted to make sure everything was 
execute perfectly. And I came in with a very toxic perfectionist mindset. And very quickly, I learned that that was not going to stay afloat in college at all whatsoever. Um, and kind of like what you were saying, it college definitely provided a very safe space to fail. Um, and I, I soon realized that holding those expectations to myself was only going to make myself worse. I was only going to deplete my mental health. I was only going to deplete my self-image. I was only going to run myself to the ground. Um, and I'm definitely an overly ambitious person. I definitely want to feel busy in order to feel like I have some sort of purpose, but it's, it's really important to know that if you yourself as a leader cannot help yourself, then there's no way you're going to be able to help others. Um, so definitely taking the time to sit back, relax, enjoy your time, um, realize that not everything is so serious, not everything is so crucial and critical at the time. Um, mm -hmm. It's all going to reveal itself at the end. Yes. And if, for those out there listening, I'm snapping like my fingers off. It's it. Yes. All of that <laughs> retweet, all of that repost. Yes. Uh, I mean, just incredible, incredible advice here. So I hope people are taking note. If you're driving, don't <laughs> take note. Um, no, I, I mean, it's just, it's just so, cause I mean, we're taught, we're taught that if you're not checking off these lists, if you're not doing the most, you're not a good leader. And I mean, it's just so incredibly, unrealistic to, to ask a human being to show up as their best selves and to, to pour, you know, back into to other people and expect growth, expect development, expect a great culture. And when, when leaders are expected to not only do the most all the time, but also to not, you know, not be able to share their vulnerability or, you know, any, negative feelings they may be having like it's it's just really unrealistic and i'm glad again you know with with us being in a music organization we have that space to really learn about who we are but also how we handle things and then from there hopefully to be able to communicate that effectively to others clearly to others like this is how i operate you know how do you operate and the last thing i'll touch on here for for this question is you know as as a college student, you know, we have to be able to develop the skills of being able to prioritize our goals and being able to prioritize things that we have to do. Like we don't have to say yes to everything. There is power in no, and there's power in I'll get back to you. There's power in sorry, not today. You know, it, it is it is completely okay to say no. It is completely okay to take a rain check because at the end of the day, you're a human. You need your rest. You have a certain amount of time in a day. Focus on like it. Like, and, and I want everyone to think about this. Like, at the end of the day, if there's one thing that you could achieve, like you achieve nothing else, but if you could achieve one thing to make yourself feel good, feel fulfilled, what would that be? And focus on that thing. And ask yourself that the next day and then the next day, like what, if, if it really comes down to just one thing, if I can only achieve one thing that would leave me feel fulfilled, what would that be? Focus on that. And then from there, you know, start to expand out if you have the capacity and time and energy. So sensor, you're getting me to talk on some deep stuff here. I, <laughs> I love this. This is great. <laughs> oh, man, I just, 
All, yes. So, <laughs> so for, for our listeners who are looking for some, some inspiration, maybe it's to, to run for chapter office or for district office or to audition for something really awesome. Maybe it's drum corps, maybe it's one of, one of their ensembles um, through the university. What piece of advice or, or, or inspiration can you share with our listeners? I would say the biggest piece of advice that I've learned in, in being in that sort of position is to talk, um, ask people questions. And especially if they are truly passionate about that leadership position or mm -hmm. that specific drum corps, um, they will show it. And mm -hmm. I, I know that whenever anybody comes up to me talking about Kappa, I get so incredibly excited. Um, and it, it really shows a lot about what's kind of necessary for that sort of position, what's kind of necessary for that audition. Mm -hmm. um, but also more importantly, as leaders, I think it's really important to inspire people and also kind of probe those sort of questions towards people. Um, I probably would have never even gone for the chapter president position if it wasn't for the chapter president at the time, Christina Liu, my big Jade Garcia and my family, um, really, kind of telling me and urging me towards the position because ultimately a lot of people when they're sitting in those sort of positions where they're not so sure if they should be going for something or mm -hmm. um, not so sure if they, if they're really apt to, to go for some sort of office. Mm -hmm. um, it's really having everybody push you and show that, you know, you do have those qualities inside you. You just don't realize it. That mm -hmm. really pushes you forward. Um, so it's definitely important that also as leaders that we're making sure that we're kind of inspiring that new group of people and talking mm -hmm. and reaching out to people that you think uh, would be great in your position someday. Yeah, no, I mean, like I, what you're saying right now, I have heard so many times even like, if it weren't for this person, if it weren't for this group of people, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. And like this, I mean, like, just imagine how powerful, I mean, really think about like how powerful is that? The fact that we are so affected by the interactions we have with these individuals these leaders and i'm and again like they were probably touched by somebody um in in a in a deep way that made them want to to run made them feel motivated and i'm gonna keep going back to this point it's like again like if you are burnt out as a leader as an individual as a brother how are you going to inspire other people? How are you going to fill their cup? How are you going to show them this is great? This is awesome. Here are the, the values of, of becoming, you know, chapter officer, district officer, whatever it is. You know, think about that because people pay attention. If, if you are, I hear this often, you know, when, when we get to like band camp or when, you know, people in, I've heard this from people in drum corps or people, you know, during their off season, whatever it may be, it, when they don't have the letters on, they're like, well, I can act however I want. I can be as negative as I want because, or on their social media, like I've been that person too. Like I used to, <laughs> I used to complain a lot on, on my social media. It's like, you know, but also at the end of the day, like what standard are we holding ourselves to? Because when we say one thing behind the scenes and then try to show up as another person, just because we have letters on or just because of an event, like, is that really, is that really, you know, that's not genuine. That's not authentic, you know? So, um, so I love that you brought up, you know, if, if it weren't for, for your, your big brother, your family, your, your chapter president, you, know, you wouldn't be where you are today. And I think everybody who's listening, everyone out there feels the same way, has some connection back. And really you think about it, we're a hundred years. We just celebrated our centennial. Think about 
that connection all the way back somebody to somebody to somebody to somebody. So incredible stuff. I, I really, really appreciate you bringing that up. And something before I get to my next question here, I've, I've, I'm learning that different districts and regions of, of our country call like shortened, shortened KK side or Kappa Kappa side to something. So like in, in, at Indiana, uh, we call it, uh, we, I, we, we say KK side or just side. And then, uh, I, made some friends and you know, chapters uh, from brothers in, in Michigan and there's other areas. And I hear Kappa. It's like, Kappa what? <laughs> Kappa what? <laughs> like finish it. Um, and, and like, Oh, that's just like what we call it's like our short for Kappa. So it's interesting to hear. So I, you guys call it Kappa as well. Yeah. We call it Kappa. Okay. Very cool. So brothers out there, if you call KK say something different, I would love to hear. I'm, I'm trying to learn so that, you know, I can, I can be educated so anyways off topic so Spencer amazing amazing stuff so if if you you know looking back at your experience as a brother experiencing KKSI or Kappa what has been your favorite part so far I would definitely say it's been meeting everybody and building that bond um that really transcends everything um not only just within my chapter but um, really within the district. And after this past year um, with NatCon, um, getting to meet a ton of people uh, within the, the national fraternity as well. Um, I've also had the opportunity to travel to a bunch of different places with, with Kappa. And it's been so much fun to, um, you know, have friends all the way over in Minneapolis or all the way over in Tempe and it's it's incredible just knowing how this fraternity really transcends everything. Um, the 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 ritual definitely puts it in the most beautiful way, but you don't really necessarily realize it and embody it until you you kind of go through all of your time in Kappa and realize how much this fraternity really connects you to a lot of different people and a lot of different bands. Yeah, I I love that because I mean. It, it, it's really hard to pick one favorite moment. I don't know why I asked this question because if someone were to ask me this question, I'd be like, <laughs> try again. Uh, but no, I, like, what you're saying there, I, I, I think it's just, it comes to show once again, how, like if, if you join this organization, you already have the support system, you already have these connections, but then to take it a step further, like you, like you have to, like you're going to get out of it what you put in. And, you know, brothers who are just joining, brothers who are listening, this is an opportunity for you to put yourself outside of your comfort zone, to meet new people, to, you know, to create connections across instruments, um, across sections, across bands. I mean, I, I just saw, and then we, we see this all the time. I, I saw this, uh, this video circulating on Twitter. This guy was so happy. He, he caught this moment between the LSU band and the Clemson band. And they're just like fist bumping each other as they're kind of exchanging, um, you know, once going off the, once coming off the field, once going about to go on the field and they're all fist bumping, they're shaking hands. There's like, good job. I mean, that's powerful stuff. Like you, you don't see that from the football team. You don't see that from, from the fans. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, just think about how incredibly powerful this, this, this whole thing that we're doing. And I know that to most people, it's just, you know, like, you know, after a while you're like, this is, yeah, it's KKSI. And you know what? I'm not saying that you have to do the most with it, but just take a moment to reflect on how powerful it is that we get to connect in this way that this is kind of, to me, sometimes a small amount of, of positivity, the, the small amount of positivity, this a small 
ray of sunshine, sunshine in, <laughs> in times of, uh, seems to be very negative lately, you know? So, so I love that, you know, you're, you bringing up relationships, you bringing up the connection that you've had with past people who, who have helped you get here. And I mean, I, you know, we, we're, we're a group of band nerds and we own it and we still love each other for it. You know, it, it is just an incredible organization to be a part of. And I'm just very happy to to be sharing this with, with our students and to, to continue to hear these things, because again, with all the, potentially negative things that that may happen or that have happened we i think that continuing to focus on how things can be positive and how we can continue to grow focus on the solution not the problem kind of feel um can really help us transcend and really work through some of the issues that our organization does have have right now in 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 many areas of our organization from representation to to maybe even systems like we can get through this but we also need you our students to speak up you are students to step up to help us change and be better. And, you know, people like Spencer, people like the district officers right now, people who, who are serving at the district level, who are just representing our, our, our organization are doing great work. And I just, I thank you all for, for all that you do. So let's go back to, to, you know, take a step back, Spencer, and talk about musicianship. Uh, so we celebrated monthly musicianship in November, and um, again, quite honestly, like sometimes I'm like, I don't, I don't really know what that means. Uh, you know, to be a musician, uh, sure. Like, I play an instrument, and like, I, you know, like I sing in the car and stuff like that, I sing in the shower. Like, what does it really mean? So then, you know, I, I, I want to know how do you keep yourself like how do you keep with music outside of band, outside of college? How do you maintain your musicianship? Yeah, I I am always obsessed with symphonic band and just the the sounds of wind symphony and just those sort of arrangements. Um, and oftentimes my my go to music is always my symphonic band playlist. Mm -hmm. um, so I am always constantly looking for new composers and new pieces to add to that um, to mm -hmm. that playlist on Spotify. Um, <laughs> usually my my like go to composers. Um, are either Holst or in contemporary, I guess, standards, uh, Michael Markowski. Um, mm -hmm. Probably hands down one of my favorite pieces is City Trees by Michael Markowski. Mm -hmm. um, recently, I've been starting to listen a lot to Kevin Day, um, who is a phenomenal composer. Um, and I'm also just beyond the scope of, of symphonic band. Um, I really try to, you know, expand my taste a little bit more towards um, orchestral pieces and choral pieces. Um, Eric Whitaker is a really good bridge, especially into a lot of oh, his yes. really complex choral pieces. Yes. Um, and he's great on social but, media as well. Right. Oh my gosh. The <laughs> memes he posts. <laughs> I, so it's, it's definitely, um, to me, it's really important to make sure that my repertoire of what I listen to is incredibly diverse. And it's not only diverse in terms of musicianship, but it's diverse in terms of the composers that are creating these pieces and making sure that, you know, ultimately music is telling some sort of story and telling some sort of background. Um, so I want to really make sure that a lot of the, the composers I listen to are coming from these diverse backgrounds and bringing super unique stories to the table that otherwise my, my privilege wouldn't have necessarily showed me before. Mm -hmm. I think that is... That is awesome. That is incredibly deep. I'm still unpacking it. So <laughs> give me a second here. <laughs> um, 
No, that's, 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 I mean, that's really awesome. I, I, again, like I, I often like just listening to you talk, it's like, I always think about how our students are just so aware of, of what's happening in, in the band world and continue to incorporate it into their lives and just really build, like just really expand on what me, what, what being a musicianship is and what it means and how you can continue to, to build yourself as, as a, as a musician. So I love that. I think that's incredibly powerful and continue doing what you're doing. If, you know, if you want to share your playlist, playlist with me, I'm more than happy to listen. <laughs> <laughs> so fun question for you before, before our last question, I want to ask you a fun question. All right. You ready? All right. I'm ready. All right. So if we had to pick a mascot for Kappa Kappa Psi, what would, what would it be your first thought? Oh God. No, oh no! <laughs> you have five um, seconds. Oh Four, Jesus! Um, three, two, one. What's your first thought? For some reason, a bird of some capacity. I was just thinking about an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I I think a bird is somehow fitting, mainly just because it, it doesn't seem highest. too aggressive, but it doesn't. It's not too aggressive, but it's not. It's, it can be aggressive, I guess. <laughs> I was just say, like, I don't know if you've met a bird, but they're pretty aggressive. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> depends on the bird. No, I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, like, think about it. Bird, strive for the highest. Oh, blue, you're right. The sky. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm making things up to, like, justify my craziness. But I'm just saying, like, it makes sense in my mind. That you totally does, actually, now that I think yeah. about it. <laughs> like, you can't strive for the highest with, like, I don't know, a snake. Like, it can only slither so far <laughs> up the tree. So, all I'm saying, bird. I love, love it. That. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page here. <clears throat> so, for, for those teacher leaders out there, if you're ever deciding to, you know, want to make a, uh, a mascot for KKSI, it's a bird. We've already voted on it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So my last question for you, Spencer, and again, thank you so much for, for your, your willingness to share uh, your, your, your story with us and to share your experiences with, uh, with us. And we're going to end on this. If there's one thing that you could change right now about our world, what would it be and why? I think everybody just needs to start thinking differently and approaching everything with love. Um, I, as a sociologist, I'm always, you know, bombarded with all of these inequalities and looking at, you know, looking at society through the lens of very underrepresented, ever underrepresented um, communities. And it, it's, it's always kind of, you know, it, it's really dark to kind of, you know, be exposed to all of it. But a lot of these, you know, these problems are all, are all, products of us, you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of the, the hatred and a lot of the, the, you know, isms of the world are really created by us. And honestly, if people are to, were to reevaluate um, their own positions and everything, I think the world would be a lot different. Um, and even personally, as a leader, I, I've told myself to always approach everything with love. Um, and that being said, meaning like, um, you know, understanding that not everything is coming with malintentions or things like that. It's, it's always understanding that there's always, a, there's always two sides to different stories. Um, there's always something, you know, kind of hidden underneath. But mm -hmm. understanding that, you know, thinking with a negative attitude automatically is not going to get you anywhere productive. Yeah. 
So what, do you think that you've ever, as a, as a leader, as an individual, have ever faced, you know, when, when you're trying to lead with love that people have treated you poorly in a sense, like, oh, you're a weak leader because you're emotional, because love is an emotion. Have you ever faced that? Oh, totally. And, and especially love is not necessarily seen as, as a source of strength, ultimately. Um, and it, it's definitely seen as, as sometimes as being a little too lazy or a little too lenient. But I think ultimately compared to any sort of ways that you can approach anything, it, it has the most best, the most good outcomes, at least. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 <laughs> I think it's just so backwards sometimes because you again like you really think about it like let's let's just take a step back and look at this from like maybe a big picture view or something i i, I sometimes i have a hard time explaining this to people it's just like if we're leading with love if we're leading with an open heart means that we're willing to be patient we're willing to 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 listen we're willing to seek understanding we're willing to be vulnerable and those are hard. Like those are not easy. It's so much easier to, to write something off, to get mad about something, to, you know, storm off, to call someone a name, to, to pick at, you know, like it, it's so easy to point fingers and it's so easy just to, to, you know, find a reason why you are justified in, in feeling upset. And you know, leader, being a leader doesn't mean that you're automatically perfect or it should be perfect. Um, and and I, I love that you say that because I, I really don't hear that too often. I I can promise you, if I walk into a business meeting at some point and I would like, I'm today, I'm going to lead with love. And most people probably snicker at me or they're like, oh, you've been reading too many self-help books. <laughs> it's like, no, it's it's incredibly powerful stuff, right? Like, and I, and I, I'm just amazed, that, you know, as a student, um, you're, you're already talking about this and... I mean, really many of our students, like I learned uh, about maybe six months ago from um, the uh, Southeast District president, the difference between equality and equity. Never even considered any of that. And to really talk about representation, to really talk about, you know, well, how we have to do more. And in, like, you know, even when we're looking at our fraternity now, like moving beyond diversity and, and really shifting into inclusion. And so, you know, this is, as, as VPSA, this is one of my ways um, and our fraternities ways to, to utilize our platform to help students utilize their voice, share their stories. And so I just wanted to say thank you again so much for your time and your willingness today to, to share all that with us and, and to share that insight. I mean, like, I, mean, I feel like we could talk about this for days um, and, you know, maybe we will someday. So for those of you out there listening, if you want to connect with Spencer, um, how, how could they do that, Spencer? Uh, they can email me at spencer.bajcar at colorado.edu or just find me on Facebook. Um, I will probably accept your friend request <laughs> if you, you know, message me a little bit beforehand. But yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So again, if, if you are wanting some, some advice, having, you know, if you want to have someone to talk to, uh, you know, to talk through these things, whatever it is, you want to connect with Spencer, you know, you, you know where to do it. Uh, and as for myself, if you need to connect with me, ask me questions, um, my email is the same as it always been, you know, B-A-N-G-C-O at K-K-P-S-I.org. Um, 
and you know, I'm really bad with Facebook message. I'll, I'll just put that out there. Like if you message me, I probably won't answer you. Um, it's, you know, where my, where my, where the adults message me, I'm like, I'm not going to read it. So anyway, Spencer, thank you again so much for your time. Uh, really, really appreciate it. And we, I mean, I'm just so excited to see what you do with the uh, member at large position and, and, you know, what you do with your council. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me. This has been so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. And also a huge thanks to our listeners for joining us today. If you like this episode, then please share, suggest this episode series to, uh, to another brother today. You know, it doesn't have to be everybody, just, just one person and subscribe to the channel. If you haven't already done so, you know, we do this not to hear ourselves talk because I really hate the voice the sound of my voice. So like I do, will not be listening to this. You know, we, we do this to share, to share insight um, that could hopefully be meaningful for you and for your chapter to, you know, to talk about some important life, fraternal, personal questions that hopefully will, will, will get you to, to think about some things and to help clarify uh, things for you and for your life. But here's the thing. We need your help in finding topics to cover and brothers to join me as guests on our show, just like Spencer. So if you have any suggestions, please reach out to me. Again, my, my email is bang at kkpsi.org. Thanks again for joining us on KKSI Presents. My name is Bonko, your host, and I wish you all much love today and as always, AEA. AEA.